Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Dave's been doing training for over 22 years now, so he's currently live on Zoom, LinkedIn, Instagram, and of course here on Clubhouse. 
So if you'd like to share, this week's topic will be the takeaway of the week. So we want to hear from you what your takeaway of the week is and was. It could be anything. So if you'd like to uh, share your takeaway of the week, please back channel me and we will aim to bring you up to share your takeaway of the week. Let's also take a quick second, uh, follow the people next to you, follow the people on stage. We're really creating an unbelievable community here on Clubhouse. So with that in mind, I will pass it back over to David to share his takeaway of the week. And as mentioned, if, you, if you'd like to share yours, just back channel me and we will aim to bring you up. So David, I'll pass it back over to you uh, for, for you to share your takeaway of the week. Welcome everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Like I said, I love the takeaway for the week because so many of us in this community have gathered so much information. But the first thing I'd like to talk about is what are we doing with that information? I always say there's two types of people, ignorant, humble people and ignorant, arrogant people. They're both ignorant. They don't know what they don't know, uh, but uh, one's admitted, the other projects it. And uh, one of the contexts of this takeaway is that, look, if there's a takeaway that resonates with you, what I want you to do is reposit it somewhere and I want you to create a system to access it. Uh, you know, the ignorant, arrogant people, they don't write down anything and they get nothing out of it because you won't remember one of these things comes tomorrow. And the ignorant, humble people write down everything and they don't create a system uh, in order to access everything and there's too much to access. So just make sure that you are repositing the resonating information the ones that really resonate with you save those create a system to access those i got a garage full of notes from college graduate schools and workshops and masterminds that i have no idea how i'm going to ever access the information that's in there so make sure that you're utilizing the most efficient effective way to do that uh which is relative to of course my takeaway for the week is about limitations and the takeaway for the week is the only thing that we should be focused in on is clearing away the limitations uh, that we put on ourselves, but in the context of today. Uh, and what do I mean by that? Yesterday is relative and the future is relative. Both we can give meaning to, we can bend time, we can create and change the limitations of the past and of the future quite easily with mindset. Uh, but where most people make their mistake is that they don't realize that the only place that the man-made constructs of not only time, space, money exist is in today. The 24 hours that we've been given to be productive, accessible, and gracious with our time. And what we want to focus in on when we talk about limiting ourselves is how are we limiting ourselves in our mindset today? that will affect the relativity of the past and the future. How are we limiting our heart set today, the way we feel, that's also relative to the past and relative to the future? And how are we limiting ourselves pragmatically with our handset today? Limiting the efficiencies that we could have, the effectiveness that we could have, and even the statistical success uh, that we could have. And we have in the mindset, the heart set, in the handset, all these limitations, but the only importance of those limitations as my takeaway for the week is today, because the limitations we put on ourselves today are impacting what we are seeing or meaning of our past and more importantly, our future. 
And so as we look at, you know, friends like mine of mine, like Ed Mylad, who are writing books like One More or Limitless by Jim Quick or any of the other books, Goggins book, Never Give Up or whatever those books are, what we're not dealing with is the aspect of time of today, of limiting ourselves today and the impact or the trajectory that it puts onto our future, but also the meaning it gives our past. And so I want everyone to think about certain objectives that they have. For example, a lot of people will tell me, I want to make this much money by the end of the year. I can't think of something that creates more resistance than a statement like that. Uh, because the minute you put a time and an amount on something, we're limiting ourselves. The minute you put a time frame on something, the next second creates scarcity. It creates less than of a perspective and it changes your future as well as it changes the meaning of the past. So we have to really be conscious on the limitations that we put ourselves into each day and make sure that as we're looking through those lenses of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude, that we are not limiting ourselves with money, with amounts, with time, with space, with sizes, any of the man-made constructs. We wanna make sure that we are thinking, saying, doing, believing, and feeling in infinity in the present. It will impact our past and the relativity of the meaning that we give our past, whether you see it as punishment that we're not where we want to be or promotion in protection that things didn't go as planned. But even more importantly, as I said, it will change your trajectory and the acceleration towards what you want in the future by looking today, what am I doing to limit myself? Because the only thing I want to kill off today, the only thing I want to die today is my limitation. So I start talking about things in terms of relativity, in terms of speed and acceleration into expansive exponential growth by saying things like, I want to double the amount of money I make as fast as I can. Therefore, when I set my real list of objectives today, they are all in a trajectory alignment, synergistic and supplementary to expediting the amount of abundance I can create in my life in the realm of infinity, in the realm of more than enough. Instead of, I want to make a million dollars by the end of the year, or worse, I got to make this much money by the end of the month because my rent is due. That's not going to do any good. That's going to create resistance and also set your thermostat each and every day to something that is maybe realistic, but limiting. And so I want everyone to focus in on the relationship of limitations for today to the relativity of the future and the past and the meaning that we give both in order to expand our mindset, our heart set and our handset to allow for more in our life, more of everything that we want in a faster realm, not in a quantitative limitating realm of this time, this date, this amount, this space, but more than enough. I'm going to double the amount of money I make as fast as I can is far greater than I'm going to make a million dollars by the end of the year, or even I'm going to make over a million dollars by the end of the year. I'm just going to double the amount of money I make as fast as I can. I'm going to empower over a billion people to be happy. Over a billion people is limitless. And we want to live in limitless trajectory by utilizing limitless thoughts actions, words, beliefs, and feelings. And so when we find ourselves creating that thermostat and limiting ourselves, we want to stop, drop, and roll and tell ourselves, no, wait, let me readjust that 
into the realm of more than enough. And so many people are not where they want to be, not intentionally, but actually unintentionally, because unintentionally, subconsciously and unconsciously, they're limiting themselves in what they do, say, think, believe, and feel. And so let's all raise that awareness. Let's help one another expand, accelerate, and grow by utilizing the right mindset, heart set, and hand set towards the unlimited, towards the infinity, towards the more than enough. All right, Jakey Bakey, let's uh, all invite our friends in here. Let's reset the room and take up our first takeaway of the day. Perfect, Dave. And thank you for sharing your takeaway of the week. Happy Friday, everybody. Resetting the room here on the Breakfast with Champions. This is David Meltzer's Hour of Power. If you have a takeaway of the week that you'd like to share, uh, David uh, would like to hear from everybody. I'm sure everyone else here in the clubhouse would like to as well. So if you want to share your takeaway of the week, just back channel me or raise your hand and we will aim to bring you up. Let's also take a quick second, invite the people that are closest to you, invite your friends, family, anyone that you think would benefit from these takeaways of the week. You can share it here on Clubhouse, share it in Twitter and Facebook and social media, wherever it is that you'd like to share with your friends and family. And with that in mind, let's just uh, jump right into the takeaways of the week. Uh, so I see that Tariko was looking to unmute himself. So Tariko, if you're here, if you'd like to share your takeaway of the week, please unmute yourself. Oh, what's going on, Jake? So uh, thank you so much. Uh, my takeaway of the week is one to, uh, David, I love what you were just sharing about uh, not setting those limitations and being open to what's next. Uh, so my takeaway of the week for myself this week has been more focused on uh, living out your greatness, right? That you have greatness, but most people don't take the time to get to know it and come into relationship with it. And we come into a relationship with the lesser version of ourselves. Uh, but if you come into relationship with your greatest part of yourself and accept that, and give that to the world, find a way to give it and make impact, then you'll see results that you want to see. But that's my takeaway. Thanks so much, Jake. Absolutely. And part of giving that to the world is receiving it from the world and creating uh, a community like this one of sponsors and power sponsors, people that can help you uh, and that know people that can help you, but more importantly, that you can help and uh, or people that you know can help them. And I really have been focused in on that takeaway and I appreciate it so much. If It's really simple. If we have an objective every day of building this community, this collective consciousness of power sponsors and sponsors asking in person on the phone, email, traditional media, social media, if we're asking these simple open-ended questions of, hey, what are you doing today? What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? Would it help you if? We're utilizing ourselves as resources, believing in a source bigger than ourselves, one that loves us more than our mom. When we become resources, we actually take on a capability of co-creation, of enhancing that community of sponsors and power sponsors and building a greater good, a higher self and a higher collective consciousness that will be more abundant. So awesome takeaway um, of the, the week and I appreciate it. Jake, I'm going to take uh, as well uh, one uh, on, um, uh, actually, we'll, we'll bring up someone else. Sorry, go ahead. Perfect. Next up, let's bring up Rebecca. And then after Rebecca, Ricard, see, we'll bring you up afterwards. So Rebecca, welcome to the clubhouse. What's your takeaway of the week? Hi, it's great to be here. Hi, David. Nice to connect with you again. Thank you. 
So my takeaway of the week is to do form to help build rapport with someone, to connect, find their pain points, and then I can uh, say your wonderful open-ended questions. Would it help you if? So form is where are you from and your family? The O stands for occupation. What are you doing? What do you like the most? What do you like the least about your job? The R is recreation. What do you like to do for fun? Tell me more about your hobbies. And the M is motivation, money, what's your mission? And when I take the time to really listen and connect and do form, then it just easily flows to make an offer to help support someone. So I was not doing enough listening and enough finding people's pain points and really connecting. So I want to really, really work on form this week. So thank you so much for the space, Amelia, and great to be here again with you, David. Oh, thank you so, so much. And, uh, you know, I've never put it into those uh, terms, but I, I love it. And I think we all focus in on the form. Uh, we'll create those efficiencies, effectiveness, and statistical success. The expansive nature of your philosophy of form absolutely uh, coheres uh, with the intention uh, that all of us have, right, to provide value, um, to give value, but also to receive it. And uh, I certainly appreciate that perspective and please come back. I love that takeaway. Jake, who is up next, my friend? Well, Carr, welcome to the clubhouse. If you can please unmute yourself. Yeah. Uh, hello. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Uh, well, David, I would like to ask a quick question from you. Uh, uh, I've been following you for quite a while now and uh, I recently uh, got myself uh, free from the nine to five uh, that the mindset or system a trap that our uh, society at large or the people at large are currently trapped in so I'm uh, living my life as an entrepreneur now but uh, the problem right now I'm facing is that it's a total uh, uh, a different mindset and I'm not able to uh, get along with the people uh quite well because uh, right but the, the thing is that the majority of uh, uh the majority of the uh uh you can see community they don't uplift you they just want to let you down and they just want to pull you down so but this is the problem how to cope up with that uh like you know i'm quite stressed out uh, to find myself in this kind of situation right now yeah, I think a lot of people, um, and you're nailing a great takeaway for the week, uh, which is surround yourself uh, with people that uplift you and limit the amount of time today you spend with those who don't. Uh, it's interesting because uh, the reconciliation of time within the context of gratitude is so critical. Um, and I think people get trapped that are gracious. Uh, they get trapped into a spell of, yeah, but, you know, they're a really good person uh, and or they've been a good person. And, you know, it's like going the extra mile every once in a while. Uh, when people go the extra mile every once in a while, they utilize the once in a while to justify the rest. They justify why they aren't where they want to be because they went the extra mile every once in a while instead of every day. And we do the same thing in our relationships, in our community, is that we justify 
intimate and close relationships, business relationships, associations that we have and community that we built because the person was uplifting every once in a while or supportive every once in a while. And they use that to justify what a great relationship you have. And there's many abusive relationships that are based off or reliant upon this construct of every once in a while. And what we want to do is we want to reconcile time with that gratitude, meaning, yes, there's light, love, and lessons in this person. But is it worth my time to continually have to find it or experience it? I need to prioritize those people that doesn't take the time, emotion, value, and money in order to facilitate finding that unless it's within the uh, alignment of my values today, personal experiential giving and receiving, I'm always asking myself, hey, this is a terrific person, but is it worth my time to find the light, the love, and the lessons in this person comparatively to others? And that's why I think it's important one to know your frequency, your neighborhood, to elevate the neighbors that you have. Your frequency, if you elevate, you will aggregate the community that you have, giving yourself more options, more opportunities, and more touches of favor at a higher level so that it should become overwhelming. It should become difficult to prioritize the people that you want to spend the most time with. But it takes time to aggregate that like anything else. Einstein's compound interest theory and the rule of 72 applies not only to behaviors and monies, but it also applies to communities and ambassadorship and sponsors and power sponsors. And so we have to raise our awareness, elevate our frequency, build a different neighborhood for ourselves so that we have more options, opportunities, and touches of favor. And the best way to do that, my friend, is to allow people that it's not worth the time to find the light, the love, and the lessons in, even though it's there, to fall away. And to varying degrees, if they bleed you, you should actually fire them from your life. You only get 24 hours today. The past is relative, the future is relative. We need to focus in on today with those relativities in mind, a trajectory or objectives in mind for the mid and long term that we have, changing our past by giving it a meaning of promotion and protection, not a punishment to lessen the interference and the resistance, to create less friction so that we could be in the flow, knowing we're happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. What are we doing to interfere with it? And some of the things and most of the things we're doing to interfere with it is waste our time, our value, our emotion, and money on people that are bleeding us. Let them fall away. Fire them from your life. Be hypercritical of where you spend your time in gratitude, knowing in full gratitude that everyone has light, love, and lessons, just like everyone has an open mind some of the time. I'm trying to surround myself with the most open-minded, most open-hearted, and most open-handed people not people who have open minds, open hearts, and open hands some of the time and utilize some of the time to justify why they aren't doing it all the time or why they aren't where they want to be or why they can't help you get to where you want to be. That's not a sponsor or a power sponsor. 
Time is a critical component in reconciling gratitude, in reconciling your frequency, your neighborhood, and your vibration. It is actually a critical component because it is the glue that holds together the past and the future. The present has 24 hours in it, and we want to utilize that in the most productive, accessible, and gracious manner. And if you're not reconciling time, you will not be utilizing it in the most productive, meaning giving the most value, accessible, meaning being accessible to more and more people who are feeding you, who are building you up, who are uplifting you, and thus, relative to the amount of people you have that you're accessible to that uplift you and are at a higher frequency or a greater neighborhood, the more you'll receive, the more you'll access, which allows you to create formulatic, formulatically, whatever that word is, uh, <laughs> with a great formula to be able to be gracious in the context of time by prioritizing is it worth my time? So start raising your criteria and your awareness according to your values and surround yourself not only with the right people, but with the right people with the right ideas. Does that sound fair? Yeah, but definitely, absolutely. I just, uh, you know, you you made 110% like it just resonates on a very, very realistic manner. Uh, right now, I have been singled out. Believe me, I have, uh, like, you know, I've cut ties uh, from every single relationship that is not getting along with me. I've tried every single thing to let them know. Hey, listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five five simple steps to an extraordinary morning if you can transform your morning you can transform your life head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day that i i i i'm 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 thinking a best optimal solution for them but they're not getting along so uh, i've been singled out by the community so i just need more and more support from like-minded people I have been a giver and I believe in giving and uh, it's my my vision is to uplift and inspire the individuals like-minded people like me who are suffering right now uh, who are singled out by the society and uh, you know uh, no one listens to them no one thinks about uh, how they are thinking about others how they feel and how they want to be productive uh, so uh, yes uh, uh, I, I would like uh, and also in that con in that context, right? Understanding, uh, as we have uh, this idea of caring about what other people think. Remember, ask yourself in that community as you are singled out, and as others may be non-responsive or non-receptive. Ask yourself, what am I doing? What are you doing, or what am I doing, to participate in that perception? What are you doing to participate in that perception, and what are you supposed to learn from it? If we can shift our perspective and paradigm to participation through accountability, where we're not in this idea of blame, shame, or justification by going the extra mile every once in a while, by not surrounding ourselves in or spending our time by trying to find the light, the love, and the lessons where it's not worth our time, but instead prioritize those people that are feeding us to create a new community, it all is in the idea of participation not in some construct of separation. 
What are you doing to participate in the perception and what are you supposed to learn from it? That would be a key component to building a new community that has a higher level of awareness and more positive vibration and frequency that will draw even more. And believe it or not, will allow the other people to fall away. You know, positive energy is like kryptonite, right? It's like kryptonite. When you change your frequency, when you elevate your vibration and frequency and change your neighborhood, it's amazing how many people fall away like kryptonite. They don't feel comfortable around that because they're not in alignment with that frequency. And so you don't even have to do anything. You will start attracting more neighbors that are of like mind, like heart and like hands and allow those other neighbors never to come visit you. They don't have the passcode to your gate anymore. And I think understanding our participation in the perception is a key component of building and elevating our neighborhoods and our frequencies so we can surround ourselves with the right people and the right idea, receive more so that we can give more and create greater impact. And believe it or not, through our actions, a lot of people will re-engineer since we can't change anyone, right? We give meaning to everything we see. People need to want to change and we wanna be one of those icons or milestones for them to pursue in a trajectory to make those changes within themselves. All right, awesome. Jake, why don't you reset the room and uh, we'll bring up someone else uh, as we continue on on takeaway of the week here on the Breakfast of Champions. By the way, Jake, we got to see the extraordinary Glenn Lundy, uh, the creator of all this mess uh, out at the launch party for Apple TV. And he was just uh, went out of his way uh, to see us flying all the way out. And I uh, just want to give him a big shout out. Go ahead. Reset the room. Perfect. Jake. Yeah. Shout out G Lundy. And that was for the launch party for office Hours season two on Apple TV, Roku and reach TV. We'll be airing on Friday, next Friday, June 17th. So if you'd like more information, just email David, David at dmelter.com, David at dmelter.com here on clubhouse. And of course on zoom training, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, all of the social media platforms, this is David Melter's takeaway of the week. So if you'd like to share your takeaway of the week here on Clubhouse, just feel free to raise your hand or back channel me and we will aim to bring you up. Let's also take a quick second. I see at the bottom there, there are 245 shares. Let's get that up to 250, uh, maybe even get it up to 300. So share, 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 friends, family, anyone that you think would benefit from these takeaways of the week. So with that in mind, I'll bring up the next takeaway. Let's bring up T. T, if you can please, Unmute yourself and share your takeaway of the week. Welcome. Hey, everyone. Um, yeah. Listening to this room is interesting. Uh, <laughs> I've taken away a lot this week, especially listening to people speaking on Clubhouse alone. Um, I've used this app for like, what, over two years now? Using it to network, have conversations with people, and listen to people from different walks of life from people who make money to people trying to figure out how they're trying to make a way and make money as well. And one thing I've realized is that <laughs> a lot of people talk a lot. <laughs> and to be honest, the people that, you know, that I look up to, close friends and family, I've learned that, you know, it's best that you, know, you really don't talk a lot, that you go about by showing what you're about. And who you're about like I don't really like to talk much on this app because I've realized that the more I talk it's like 
the less value my words are, or that my words have, I should say. So I've realised that, you know, it's not... I initially thought that, you know, my anything that I say or my words should be impactful. They should, like, you know, really... I should my, Or my voice should really be something that so many people remember. Now I, I could care less about that. If anything, if I could, if I could actually reach out to one person, or if I just speak to someone one on one, then that's fine by me, because it's better for me. It's better that way, and it filters out all the people who are irrelevant, and who simply just want to waste my time, because I don't like my time being wasted. My time, my time to me is the most precious asset that I have. If anything, forget the money, forget my reputation. It's about my time and how I spend my time on earth whilst I'm alive. So that's my takeaway, not just this week, but I would say that even this whole time of me using this app and, you know, whilst I've been living, that's all I want to say. Well said. Uh, <laughs> it's difficult to comment on that because it's just such a pure statement. And, you know, to thine own self be true. And our values, personal, experiential, giving and receiving are true to thy own self and we give the meaning to everything that we see we can't find outside of us what you can't find inside of us and it's great that revelation and i appreciate you sharing that as well and always appreciate a one-on-one -on -one, uh type of interaction uh with this community thank you so much all right jakey we got every type of perspective coming in uh, as we have our takeaways, if there's more takeaways or we can take questions, what do you got for me? Yeah, let's see if Alicia Branham is here. Alicia, if you can please unmute yourself if you'd like to share your takeaway of the week. Welcome. All right, Dave, let's uh, let's move to, let's see who's here. Let's let's work with uh, a question from Reluca, actually, or sorry, a takeaway of the week from Reluca. Reluca, welcome to the clubhouse. Hi, good morning. Thank you, Jake. Uh, my takeaway of the week is about asking, whether it's asking for help or advice. I realize that I have this resistance energy when it comes to receiving, receiving that help and receiving that advice. Um, and I'm shift, shifting my perception about that by realizing that receiving and giving um, are the same and realizing what I do with um, that interference um, with my worthiness. Do you have any advice on that, David? Well, I mean, it's it's your takeaway and one of my favorites, right? People ask me all the time, what's the best piece of advice you would give yourself? And I always say whether I was 14, 24, 34, 44, as I stand here today at 54, it's asked for help. Um, I think help and asking for help is the best form of humility. Uh, and, you know, through humility of knowing that we are value add people that when we ask for help we are actually not utilizing a zero-sum game when we ask for help we are adding value to the person that we're asking help from um, and nobody feels better than the person that's being asked for as an expert as a contributor for help and i think it confirms the oneness of our community of the power sponsors and sponsors that we have to understand the relativity and relationship between being able to be of value and of service or know someone that can be of value or service or ask someone how they can be of value or service or if they know someone that can be of value of service. None of it works unless you ask. 
the whole construct of co-creation, the whole idea of commanding, working with, is being able to wish, to hope, to ask. All three of those are in assimilation with one another. Those people who wish and hope ask. Those people that wish and hope ask not only source, but they become a resource that can be asked. The key confirmation of co-creation in the ability to utilize radical humility to ask for more, knowing that it's adding value to in a world of more than enough. If you live in a zero-sum game, therefore, we would be ashamed to ask. We feel like we're taking away from someone. We feel less than when we ask. We feel unworthy of the ask. And this is where most people live in a world of not enough or a world of just enough. In both worlds of not enough, where you are a victim and you live in a world usually of why me, or even in the world of just enough, where you feel that asking is a shameful event of lack of worthiness or lack of, in just a world of just enough, I have just enough, I shouldn't ask for more. It would be selfish, it would be greedy to ask for more. I don't see there being any scarcity greed uh, by asking for more when your intention is to give it all away, to allow it to be given away, to allow it to be lost, stolen, manipulated. You don't know what you have. You cannot recognize what you have and you cannot acknowledge what you have. You cannot acquire the knowledge or recognize what you have until it's gone. And understanding how accumulation and distribution and the percentage of accumulation and distribution are relative to your own flow, to an interference and limitations of living from not enough to just enough to more than enough, to going from a zero-sum game where you're shameful and not worthy to receive, to one of, I am empowered to receive because I can't give what I don't have. Therefore, everything that I receive is for everyone. And there's more than enough of everything for everyone. At the core of co-creation is asking, hoping and wishing. And it's a practice. You need to practice asking. You need to lower the bar if you have to and just ask once a day and set forth what uh, you know medium you wanna ask in. In person do you wanna ask? On the phone do you wanna ask? On the email do you wanna ask? In media, traditional or social? I still, like I always say, I look at my scent box and outlook to see how many asks that I have because that confirmation of co-creation, of confirming the fact that I want to live in radical humility, a reminder, remembrance, and recollection of the more than enough, the infinity of a value-add world accelerating and growing with more than enough of everything for everyone is indicated by how many times I'm asking as a practice in the man-made construct today. So find your own system utilize it, realize that asking is a confirmation of co-creation and that everyone is worthy of wishing, hoping, and asking because they're adding value, not taking it away in a zero-sum game. I hope that helps you, uh, Reluca, but I love your takeaway. Uh, everyone should always focus in on asking uh, with the natural progression of what occurs after you ask. All right, Jake, who's up next? Thank you for your question and insight and takeaway of the week, Raluca. Let's bring up Yoridia. Yoridia, if you can please unmute yourself and welcome to the room. Zizi, I see you. You will be next. Yoridia, welcome. 
Good morning. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. I have a quick question because I'm in a little dilemma. I am I'm, I'm a Spanish teacher and I have an academy and that works. And I do that for a living and I also an immigration specialist. But my new passion that I have is my new ebook that I created that is called Healing with Food. And it's just like Mexican recipes from my family that we have used. Because everybody's asking, like, how do you, you know, take care of your skin and stuff like that? And so I start opening rooms with healing with food content and examples. And uh, when did I start that? Probably like four weeks ago. And I probably sold 40 books already. I have only opened maybe like six rooms in that month. And I don't know. I really feel passionate about this. It doesn't feel like work. Because I already had the recipes, the knowledge. My grandma cured her cancer with natural medicine. So I don't know if I should. How would you know that I should pursue this? Because I would like to do this as a living. But is it worth it? Like, that's the dilemma that I, that I am. Because this is more like a passion that I have. So and I don't know if I should quit my job and focus on this. Yeah. So first of all, um what occupies the 24 hours of your day is called an occupation. And there's no such thing as work. Works is one of those limitations that we put on ourselves, right? There's just activities. And uh, when we start seeing that activity in the day, activity we get paid for, activity we don't get paid for, activity we have planned, activity we don't have planned, the activity of sleep, of getting out of our own conscious way, utilizing the subconscious and unconscious for recovery and access. When we start seeing things as activities, then we can see that we are making an investment every day in that activity, which is our attention and intention, which takes time. Uh, and so what do we want to pay attention to and what are we going to give our intention to? What are we going to do, say, think, believe and feel within the context of those activities that we get paid for or not paid for? Uh, and so you can have multiple and should have multiple occupations during the day. What is occupying my attention and intention and how do I value the activity I get paid for or not paid for, and how do I prioritize these non-negotiables of, for example, your health, your family, and of course the activity you get paid for, three of my primary non-negotiables. And so when someone writes a book that is a co-creation and something they're passionate and purposeful about, it's just a matter of occupation, of attention and intention in order to monetize that but you have to do it within the reality of what time, because today the reality of time is you have 24 hours a day. So how are you going to utilize your time? How are you going to prioritize your time? And so what I would suggest you do is to, in order to figure out your timing and risk tolerance for an activity you get paid for, like writing books or distributing books or marketing books or selling books or whatever the activity is, what we want to do is utilize the five daily practices to say, okay, today, according to my midterm and long-term goals of being able to survive or live or thrive from the sale 
of my book and maybe creating a community and a media platform about, you know, the healing nature of Mexican food, whatever it may be, today is only the most important part of that trajectory because you need to ask yourself, okay, what do I want to do today personally, experientially giving and receiving wise to build that community, to build that brand, to build that platform that I can share my passion and purpose of healing people through Mexican food, books, content, movies, TV, whatever may transpire in a relative future is all constructed today in the construct of this occupation, this prioritization. And you can't prioritize your time. As you said, you know, should I quit my job? You can't prioritize your time, but for today, unless you know what you want today in that trajectory or pursuit, who you can help with it and who can help you, how best to use your time in the lenses of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude by being as efficient, effective, and statistically successful with your time, with the activity of health and family and paid for and not paid for, planned and not planned and sleep. But in order to prioritize your time today in that trajectory or vision or dream of the future, that unlimited, unbelievable, infinite dream of healing people with Mexican food in a platform and a media giant that you will be. And our future goals should all be so outrageous and audacious that people laugh at us and the hairs on our arms stand up. But what we do today has to be realistic. What are you going to do today? Who are you going to help? Who can help you and how to get it done? Now you can prioritize what's important to you by utilizing or occupying your time, paying attention and giving intention to the prioritization of the activities and the occupation of that attention and intention during the day. That will give you the compound effect of aggregate effect of acceleration and exponential growth of building a platform of you as a media giant with books, TV shows, podcasts, whatever else, speaking, coaching, all about healing, utilizing Mexican food. And when you do that, what you're doing is applying your why. You're clearing the interference between you and these outrageous, audacious dreams of yours by utilizing today in a realistic manner, by being efficient, effective, and statistically successful, knowing your timing and risk tolerance to apply the what, the who, and the how to determine the prioritization of now in a trajectory of what you think you want tomorrow, which is relative. And guess what? You could change your mind. And the way we change our mind is through pain, setbacks, failures, and mistakes that give us the lessons to accelerate and grow because those pain, setbacks, failures, and mistakes are protecting us and promoting us towards being that media giant or learning lessons of something else that we want to become. So many people are concerned about what's coming to them, what's going to come, usually based out of some fear-based consciousness, some ego-based consciousness, that they forget that in order to determine what's coming to you, through you, and for you, is what you're becoming. And the only way that we become is to focus in on the man-made construct of time today in the relativity of the past, leveraging the lessons, of, I mean, the relativity of the future, leveraging the, the lessons of the past. So what I want you to do, and I'm happy to send you this 
five daily practices because it'll allow you to figure out every day your timing and risk tolerance of where you want to invest your attention and intention that occupies you, whether it's activity you get paid for or not, or planned or not, health, family, or more activities, sleep. The five daily practices of what, who, how, now, and how to apply your why, more than happy uh, to send that to you. Just email me directly, david at dmeltzer.com. It will help you prioritize any new side hustle venture revenue stream that's frictionless that allows it to aggregate and accelerate and it makes it so much fun that you could enjoy the consistent persistent pursuit of your potential instead of separating yourself with fear uh doubt and worthiness issues whatever else may come as people go back and forth with what should i occupy my attention and intention on well, know your non-negotiables of health, family, activity you get paid for. Utilize time to your favor to apply your why, not find yourself in search of your why every day by creating more void shortages and obstacles. So just email me, david at dmeltzer.com. I'll be happy to send you or anyone else in the community the five daily practices that help you live in reality with audacious, outrageous, future, unrealistic goals that everyone laughs at but someday will applaud. Uh, thank you so much. What a what a great takeaway. What a great question. All right, Jake, reset. Jake, no, reset. I just say thank you because oh, uh, sometimes please. you don't find, I mean, like my idol is Mother Teresa oh. and, and I'd really like to help people and I have seen the results in people and and it's my passion is who I am. And so thank you for for the enlightenment and I will email you. Thank you. Because I, wow. I do believe that, you know, health is wealth. Money is nothing if you don't have health, you know? So, you yeah. guarantee it. And I, I can't think of a better way. If you could tell me how to get healthy by eating great Mexican food, I'm all in. And I bet everybody in this community and is. And they're delicious. Your... I'll send it to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send, it, send that over. We could have dinner together. Everyone flash your mics if you want to get yes. healthy through eating delicious and Mexican that's what food. i want i want to share my knowledge i want people to be happy and feel good after they eat something you know <laughs> so thank you <laughs> i love it i who, who would not be for that that's amazing. jake i know <laughs> jake i know you're hungry why don't you reset the room and let's set up a, a lunch date uh, with our friend okay Perfect. Health is definitely wealth. I know, Dave, where we will be for next Taco Tuesday. So Taco right. Tuesday, with, <laughs> we know where it is. So thank you uh, for joining and thank you, everybody, for your incredible takeaways of the week. Here on the Breakfast with Champions, the Hour of Power with David Melcher, we got about 13 minutes here left. So let's take a quick second. Let's share this with your friends, family, the whole community. Follow the people next to you. Follow the people on stage. If you'd like any of David's templates or guides, just email him, david at dmeltzer.com, david at dmeltzer.com. And let's continue with these takeaways of the week. These have been incredible. Let's go with uh, Zizi. Zizi, uh, if you can please unmute yourself. Welcome. Thank you very much, Jake. Uh, it's an honor for me to be able to raise my question. It's a little bit detailed, but let me just set the stage for it. I... Uh, I am going to be 86 tomorrow. Hey, happy I, birthday. Thank you. But I actually uh, don't look that uh, one person told me God took away your legs because I had polio when I was one year old and gave you an ageless face with a beautiful smile. 
So nobody, when they see my me, actually thinks or even believes if I told them my age. I have lived my life uh, giving others, whether it's being a psychologist or through having people pay or not pay if they can't. And then as I retired from the government, I dedicated my life to serving and helping without money. So at this point in my time, my pension is very small. And I realized that what I am giving, the love and the guidance and the healing, is not manifesting in my financial situation. And as you grow older, your medical expenses, etc., cetera, uh, you know, want infinite resources. So my question is, how can I do that? Uh, I have been thinking of running a course based on my latest uh, uh, best-selling book. I have about six of the best-selling books. The last book is My Legacy, My Life Story, and how I got to where I am now, despite all my uh, vulnerabilities and my challenges, or which I call opportunities. And I thought I would create a course and have people uh, pay a minimum amount for it. So I think I would really appreciate uh, finding that expensive advice from you, David. I love that. Uh, and thank you for everything that you do do and the books that you've written to share with others. And I would tell you that there's so many people out there that have shared an incredible journey and experience and lessons uh, from their, you know, wisdom that comes with uh, the time that they've spent here in, in that journey. And one of the most frustrating things is that, you know, a great idea, as there's millions of them, are only great ideas. But if no one's aware of it, uh, there needs to be a witness. There needs to be someone that's aware of it. And uh, one of the earlier takeaways was to ask for help. And I think so many people don't leverage what already exists. I can't tell you how many people call me and tell me they would like to create their own 501c3. They'd like to create their own charity. They're very passionate about X. And I'll say, oh, terrific. But why don't you go ahead and volunteer for a similar a synergistic or the same foundation that already exists? And I think that's applicable here, that there's so many platforms uh, that you can utilize uh, if you ask for help and you explain, you know, the different stages you could be on, the different shows you could be on to cannibalize a community uh, with your wisdom, with your life story, with your passion, purpose, and create profitability so you can expand the awareness to the wonderful ideas and lessons that you've learned. Obviously, I can tell by uh, the way that you explain things in your situation from the challenges, the obstacles, the voids, the shortages, uh, that most people uh, haven't experienced the promotion and protection that you have through these uh, setbacks. And to be able to share uh, the health challenges that you've been able to uh, utilize uh, in your favor, to be able to, as you state, you know, have a livelihood and energy of perception uh, of 
this wonderful life, this source that's coming through you that makes you look younger than you are, more vibrant and vital than you are, even though you've been here starting tomorrow, what, 86 years, um, you know, on June 11th, I'm a big 111 person. So, uh, you know, it, it's just, I get frustrated because I would spend my time asking for help before giving it in your situation that, you know, you got to take care of yourself and have bigger, bigger platforms and bigger ideas. And so, um, you know, let's get you more stages, more audience, more interviews. Let's get you exposure to a bigger community, uh, a community with your wonderful ideas. What, what's the name of your book? Cause we have a few hundred people here today. What, what's the name of your book? The one is called remembering who you are. Remembering who you are. And where, where can people, where can people find that book? It's a bestseller on Amazon. Beautiful. So let's get our community to share, remember who you are on Amazon. That's the first step. We're going to ask for help uh, because I guarantee this is the takeaway of the, the week uh, that we have. There's probably so many nuggets in there from the 86 year journey of the challenges, void shortages and obstacles that you've encountered and how you completely kept not only uh, a perspective of positivity, but shared your positivity and impacted so many lives. And, you know, I think it's very important for people to understand the financial uh, limitations that we put on ourselves because we don't ask for help because we don't think uh, that that is adding value to anyone. But when you know what you've given back in this best-selling book, you need to ask for help. And so anyone out there that wants to share this story, I want you to come on. I'm going to uh, interview you as well. So make sure you reach out to me. I'm going to put you on to our shows and, you know, ask and do uh, a more extensive interview, if that sounds fair, so we can raise the awareness to what your ideas are in the wonderful book that is obviously doing well. But let's give you more support in a bigger uh, platform to share it with more people. Does that sound fair? It sounds fair. I also started a room every every week on Clubhouse for on the book to discuss it. And I had a very successful room yesterday, which oh, lasted beautiful. about two hours. And what's, I also what's the name of the room? Uh, do you remember who you are? Do you remember who you are? Yeah. <laughs> and, All right. Uh, where where can people this... contact you? Well, I, I have it uh, on face on Chan, uh, book. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, the uh, you know this app we're on the uh, Clubhouse. Uncle, Uncle and Mike. also, and also, I have a page, a, a, a club, um, a book club on Facebook called also having all my four bestsellers relating to human suffering and the resolution of my trip. One called Oneness, Surrender, uh, Rhapsody of Love, and Ending with Remembering. I love and it. And that's a whole page on that. So I think my biggest difficulty is marketing. Yeah, it, it's absolutely because you're in order to market, you need to ask for help. You got to get on bigger stages. You have to get on bigger platforms. So let's all help. Uh, I'd love to, to read those books and share my thoughts on it with you and interview you as well. So I uh, appreciate you. Have a happy, happy birthday tomorrow. We're all going to celebrate you. 
remember it's better to be a celebrant than a celebrity and celebrate all the celebratable, especially everybody's birthday. Uh, June 11th, what a great day to be born. And we bless you. Thank you for joining us. All right, Jake, let's take the last uh, guest up here. Let's do it. Thank you, ZZ. Happy 86th birthday. She's also an ex-researcher for the Ohio State University, Dave. So close connection to the you Ohio State University. The Ohio State University, exactly. Let's uh, let's bring up Jennifer Joss. Jennifer, welcome to the clubhouse. If you can please unmute yourself and share your takeaway of the week. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me all? I can hear you. I can tell you my life is completely transformed. I am new to clubhouse. This will be my 12th day. And my biggest takeaway for today is I did my first room on Tuesday and it was balls. I absolutely had such a good time. And I am showing up and being vulnerable, being authentic. And I have not seen more people ever that are so giving of their wisdom to help you succeed. I feel so fortunate to have finally jumped on here. Obviously, I'm ready now to go bigger because I wouldn't have found you earlier. And I love the wisdom that you're imparting and we're able to follow you and get more information. And Amelia earlier, I woke up to her, which holy moly. I mean, it's just been so amazing. So my biggest takeaway is get your butt on the stage and share. I mean, I'm just a little peon, but every single time I'm talking to amazing people such as yourself, I jump up. And I want to say, I'm here, I'm grateful, I'm appreciative, you're changing, I'm sharing with my community, I'm a, I just, I'm, I'm sharing the wealth, and it's amazing. So you, you have my appreciation and gratitude, and those of my community that I will be sharing with as well. I love it. Oh, what a great way to finish up, and it's so important to show up, and I'm blessed to, to coach many, and one of the biggest issues that I have is showing up. It's amazing. You know, I, I talk about Lou Gehrig and Wally Pip, uh, or a guy named Al Gianfranco, uh, who when you show up, it's amazing what happens. And we saw that at our uh, launch party, uh, the people that flew across the country and around the world to join us that showed up uh, received I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute. so much. Uh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, uh, and everybody. Uh, you know, let's share in let's that. Let's all share. So we got a little echo here. All right. Well, that was the takeaways for the week. I appreciate everyone. It's extraordinary as always to be here on the Breakfast of Champions. I want to thank Glenn Lundy and Amelia. I know they're taking back over. We always like to hand it over on time. Please, anyone, if they need anything, if you want those daily practices. Also, if you'd like to apply for Two Minute Drill, we are in the last week uh, for that show. Win $50,000 of cash and prizes every episode on Apple TV. Get the exposure and awareness that you're looking for. Please email me, david at dmelcher.com. All right, Jake, it's 8 a.m. Pacific time. Why don't you close out the room? You got it, Dave. Let's uh, let's flash our mics. That was an incredible hour of power. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody who joined to share your takeaways of the week, uh, as David mentioned, if you'd like to email him, it's just david at dmeltzer.com, david at dmeltzer.com. Have a great rest of your Friday, everybody. A great weekend. And 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.